So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast So what, we watch anime So what, we play League Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast, episode 137 for February 25th, 2018. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth. Joining me this week, it's only Parallax Abstraction. (laughs) No one exists but me. (laughs) Uh, We also have Andrew Roe McFain. I'm here. And Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh. Hey, he's letting me stay. Yes, I am. And I, of course, am your host, Nathan Reinsbruth. So let's talk first. We're, we're gonna, still going to go through the games, but we're actually going to talk about something that happened on Twitter uh, beforehand. And I think Connor, Connor wanted to know something about it before the podcast. And I was like, let's wait until we do the podcast. We have random people accusing us of hacking their accounts. What? Yep. Yep. Uh? You, you didn't notice that? No, no, no. Oh, you weren't there. That's no, I why. wasn't there for that one. I don't think because I am thoroughly confused. Yeah, I think it might have been Nick Lotus and us. Now that uh, I knew yep. it a second, I was it, it wasn't Nick Lotus. I know Earl was there. Yeah, uh, Earl was the one that, yeah, that messaged us about it. Yeah. So, what? Want to go into it a little bit, Earl? So I don't just sit here explaining it because you had a little bit more interaction than I did. So basically, somebody on Twitter tweeted at your schedule announcement uh, and said something to the effect of, why are you gamers hacking my accounts? And uh, so I I just asked them, who are you? Yeah. We had no idea. What are you talking about? (laughs) And apparently you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, and then I realized, I have a DM. That's weird. And I looked at my DMs and it was Earl putting us in a group chat going, so that person that, that tweeted at us is uh, obviously mentally disturbed because all of their tweets are just claiming that other people are hacking into their accounts. And lo and behold, you're yeah. the Russian bots. Yes. Yeah. God, like, <laughs> they're basically claiming that everyone is hacking them everywhere. Oh, my. Yeah. So, and I, I was like, oh, because I didn't even for some reason, I didn't even get the notification i must not have had that notification turned on or something like that i i I didn't get the notification either that's the thing oh like i I didn't know that it was a thing until i just i just saw that there was a reply to it and i was like nobody what and yeah it was there yeah and so so i go and i'm like I, i go and look through her twitter account and yeah like all of her tweets are claiming random people are hacking her account, including us. I don't know yep. how she found us. <laughs> That's my and question. And how she knew that we were that we were like doing a game thing. Guys, yeah. guys, we finally have a listener. This sounds like some kind this sounds like some kind of screwed up bot thing. Like this is some weird social experiment bot that somebody created to like do I, mean, that's I don't it, know. That's what it seemed like, but then this they sounds weird, to my, man. <laughs> they replied to me. What did they say? Yeah. And they said that they were somebody who was very concerned about their privacy. 
and you're like, then why are you nice. on Twitter? <laughs> and I um, don't use a social network. And I said, who are you? I went, I, I'm just really confused. I'm just a guy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and yeah. then that the only response I got after that was something along the lines of just keeping yourself safe. Yeah, that be, be safe, my friends. Be like, safe out there, stalker. There's really, yeah. really crazy people online, and no apparently we found. Apparently, somebody found us. We didn't find them. They found us, and so well, uh, I mean, you know, congratulations, I guess. Yeah, crazy, crazy lady who thinks <laughs> Sorry, that you we're seem to be having so many hacking problems. Yeah, crazy lady who thinks that we're hacking her account. Uh, please uh, subscribe and rate on iTunes, <laughs> and, and please maybe, maybe, maybe post a maybe post a tweet saying, "Hey, these bastards are hacking me. Maybe you should go listen to them." Yeah, yeah, we're great. <laughs> we'll take whatever, really. Yeah. yeah. So our our lawyers have officially told us that we shouldn't be saying stuff like that. But me personally, (laughs) my gut feeling, I'm going with blame it all on Nathan. Oh, okay. Uh, Everyone, everyone in favor. The hell the lawyers know anyway. I want it. I want a job in the security sector. So if people are claiming I'm hacking them, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, Hire me to make sure that I don't hack you. Exactly. (laughs) So anyway. Yeah, I guarantee you. If you hire me, I can guarantee I'll be so good at my job that you'll never be hacked. It'll amaze you. Hey, oh, we get it. You're a white hat. Hey, Parallax, did <laughs> yes. you did you know that uh, Linus Tech Tips is hiring a video editor? I heard about this. Yeah, actually, yeah, I I, mm. I have a feeling I am not quite up to their standards, <laughs> but uh, probably not. <laughs> what about you'll you never know what? unless you try, man. Yeah, what, exactly. You, honestly, about, you you do the goods for the children's. So that's I know a few shortcuts in Vegas, throw. so I mean, you uh, got you know, that going I'll, for you. I think they yeah. use Premiere. I think they use I, I, I think you should go for it. Yeah. I also don't want to live in Vancouver because it's expensive there. They don't live in yeah, Vancouver. Like... They live in uh it's Surrey or something like that. Oh, you're well, yeah, okay, that's outside. That's a Vancouver suburb really, yeah. but yeah. It, it, yeah, Surrey is not as bad as Vancouver proper, but yeah. So, I have I don't quite know a few where these places are, but they sound Canadian. Yeah, they They're are in British yes, Columbia. Surrey. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So, I want to move to Canada. Yeah, that you have to have a visa. They won't pay for your visa. So, you have to have uh, a work sadly visa. Not. I've got a couple of visas. <laughs> Me too. I don't, yeah. So, yeah, I was just saying, you could move closer to Not us and then hang out. Card. You yeah, me. true. Move closer to me. I'm the only one that you'd be closer to, but whatever. Anyway, yeah, true. let's get into the games. What games have we been playing? Uh, Parallax Abstraction, let's go with you first. What games have you been playing this last week? You were just playing a game you're almost done with, right? Uh, well, yeah, so, well, so, starting last week, I, I actually started on, uh, started playing Kingdom Come Deliverance, which was, it was funny enough, that was a game, so that game was in development for a long-ass time, and I actually backed its Kickstarter way back in the day, and I'd actually forgotten about it, and then I got the email from them, and they were like, oh, yeah, here's your code for backing it, and I was like, oh, right, that thing, and, uh, it turns out that game has gotten quite the zeitgeist going for it. It's basically like if it's, it's something along the lines of like, I would say it's closer to Oblivion or Morrowind than, than Skyrim, but it is, um, it takes place in like 1470s Bohemia. It's not a, um, it's not a fantasy game. It's literally like, it, it, there's no dragons or magic or anything. It's based around like historical knowledge of Bohemia in that time period and but it plays like an like a an oblivion style rpg and it's 
it's buggy and it is horribly optimized at the moment, but it's really, really good. I haven't had a game get its hooks in me like that for quite a long time, actually. Um, and I had, apparently it's had a bit of a zeitgeist going on because I got a ridiculous, I streamed a bunch of it on Mixer and I got a ridiculous amount of viewers and follows out of it, which I was not expecting. That's awesome. But a lot of, a lot of people uh, on console have been really wanting to see what it's about because it is out on the consoles as well, though it runs extra terabad on those at the moment. Um, the game's been selling really, really well though. So the devs have said, yes, we're going to fix all this. Um, so yeah, I believe it's running at 500 they have 500,000 sales right now? It's crossed a million, actually. Oh, oh, good. Uh, a million sales, 47% of which are on PC, apparently. Um, uh, so it's, how do you it, feel about the lack of representation of minorities? Actually, oh, you mean the, the, yeah. the, they mean that a game that takes place in a place where there were no black people uh, having a black people They should just change it? history to include black people. Because yeah. that that's what the video games are supposed to be. So I was yeah. I was reading about that and technically there were black people, but they were Depending very it was on very who you ask. It but, was very yeah. rare to see a black person back then. Yeah. Not that there black were, people didn't there were exist. Like traitors. Yeah, there were like traitors and nomads from neighboring areas that could have possibly been black that you might have had a one in a million chance of meeting. Yeah. Can, I, can, I, can I just so, say in this example, we've basically been able to replace black people with trading card. God, white people suck. <laughs> well, well, so, it's, it's but yeah, basically, you know, the, the thing that the thing, one of the things, rare. aside from the fact <laughs> that this game has been exceptionally good, uh, one of the things that has actually made me a little bit happy about it is the fact that, uh, a bunch of the usual suspects in the games press have either refused to cover this game or are only recovering or are only covering it to slam it for reasons like the ones we just discussed. And it's selling incredibly well in spite of that, which just proves what we all knew all along, which is that these people have no relevance whatsoever. And uh, they can kind of, you know, go to hell, basically. You know who so, else doesn't uh, have any relevance? Me. The Reet and Entertainment Podcast. <laughs> Uh, fair enough, but yeah. you know we but we take a but 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 we we don't we don't toe the line of the uh, of the SJWs the around here. So, but it's been I I've been really enjoying that. Um, it's yeah, it's been good, and they are they're patching it regularly, and it, it will. But I would say right now, if you are not on a beefy computer uh, and or all you have access to is a console, I would wait a little while because it runs very badly on. Uh, uh, I managed to tweak it to make it run okay on my machine, but I can't nearly run it at high settings. And yeah, the con like p apparently the base Xbox One, the game runs at like 15 frames a second. Yeah, so it's uh, it's it's bad playable. right now. But they they said they're working on it, and I, I'm fairly confident they are. So so I guess um, I I I'm gonna interrupt you again. I guess mm -hmm. part of the reason why it runs so bad is actually it runs worse inside buildings. Because uh, inside of buildings and in uh, conversations, yeah, uh, it actually runs notably worse because uh, the level of detail gets turned off. Um, yeah. So when you're out in the world, it's able to, it scales down what you can see in the distance to keep the performance a little bit better, but it doesn't do any of that when you're in close-up views. Well, also in buildings, they have like a dynamic lighting, so the light yeah. will peer through the windows with a like a yeah. real time effect and that just destroys the frames per second. 
Yeah, the just game runs it. in CryEngine, which uh, was mm -hmm. apparently the reason they chose CryEngine is because if they wanted to do a big open world game, Unreal doesn't do that very well, and Unity will definitely not do that. So apparently if they wanted a big engine at the time, their options were to either were basically either to license CryEngine or make their own, uh, which they were way too small a team to do. So, And needless to say, Crytek has not been in the best of health lately, so I, their support apparently has not been fantastic. Um, yeah. but they're, they're, they're working on it and they, they say they, they do believe they can improve it substantially. So, uh, Good. I'm sure it'll improve on that front, but the game itself is excellent. I haven't had a game get its hooks into me like that in a long time and I'll be playing it uh, for a long time. It's one of those games where there's so much going on and there's so much happening with the different AIs in that, that you can like half of the fun of that game is listening to people's insane stories that come out of it, of like all the crazy stuff that happens. And uh, yeah, there's been some incredible things in uh, that have happened in that. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm working on that. I'll be playing it uh, quite a lot over the next year, I suspect. And uh, I did I played two different games today uh, on my stream. I played through uh, this game called The Station, which was a um, another Kickstarter game that I didn't actually back it. I just got a code for it, but. It's uh, it's basically a, like a walking sim, but it takes place in a um, a space station, a really nice looking space station, actually. And it's supposed, basically the premise is that uh, we an alien race was found that um, it turns out they we found alien life, uh, but the planet that we came across was a um, uh, like a species that was locked in a violent civil war. Uh, so they built a space station. Somehow they man it has it has like stealth capability, I guess. And they had this space station in hidden orbit above their planet, so that they could observe them and determine if they wanted to try to make contact. And then basically something goes horribly wrong. The station ends up uh, uh, like a bunch of things break, including its stealth system and everything. And basically they pop out in full view, and the aliens find out that they're there and that they're being watched. Um, and it's basically like a mystery game um, that takes place. It's very neat, but unfortunately, it's very clear the Kickstarter ran out of money. Uh, it's 20 bucks, but it's only about 90 minutes long. And it ends incredibly abruptly and answers no questions, closes off nothing. Um, yeah, it basically, I, I was pretty disappointed in it. The space station that you're on is really nice. But other than that, it's uh, it's unfortunately... It was pushed out in unfinished very clearly, which is too bad. Um, but then because we finished that so fast, I was like, oh, well, I guess I should play something else. And I've had this game in my uh, in Steam since around Christmas when I got it on a on a big sale called Black the Fall, uh, which came out uh, mid last year, I think. Uh, and it's a game very much like um, Insider Limbo um it's obviously not made by that developer it's made by another i can't remember the name of the team but it's their first game and it was clearly very very heavily inspired by that but i'm like one of the three people on planet earth who actually thought inside was kind of bad um and uh this is interesting you're in like this communist dystopia um and you're like this robot worker. You guys ever see the episode of Black Mirror that involves like, you know, the guys who have to like pedal on bikes to generate energy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 50 yeah. million mirrors. Yeah. So it's kind of like that idea. You're, you're a guy, you, you, you seem to be a robot or like a mind controlled human or something because you have the thing that looks like an antenna in your head. Uh, and you're in this crazy Russian factory where you are part of an army of guys who are pedaling bikes to to power things and you 
uh, either gain, you know, your sentience comes back or something else and you decide, fuck this, I want out of here. Um, and I, I, I haven't finished it yet. I'm about three quarters of the way through it. I'll probably finish it after dinner tonight, but, uh, it's neat. It plays like very much like limbo or inside there's puzzles, uh, things like that. It's a, it's, you know, it's side scrolling. Um, but yeah, we actually got out of the factory. We're actually outside now and it's, uh, it's neat. The music's good. It looks really, really good. Um, the puzzles are interesting and the, the story's trying to be a little more on the nose, but it actually is going places. Whereas for me, limbo just, or not limbo. I actually really liked limbo, but inside kind of felt like it just ended. Uh, and I, I found that game pretty unsatisfying, but this one's pretty good. It's it. I don't think it was nearly as popular. Um, but it's out on the consoles and on PC, and I'm I'm quite liking that so far. So those are the three main ones uh, I've been playing and tapping at some other stuff here and there. I w- I still got to start Assassin's Creed Origins at some point. <laughs> good, good. So, that sounds yeah. uh, that sounds there's like good a stuff nightmare. out right now. So, and and what, what stop typing that? Aroa. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, so Connor, what games have you played? Okay, I am so ready to give you a full breakdown of every game that I have played in full review style. Super Mario Odyssey. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I was actually playing a little bit of Super Mario Odyssey. Um, so let me let me just go down the list like reverse chronologically here. I've been playing a little bit of Dying Light, specifically when Aroa's been playing it. Dying Light is so I, good. It's, it's so fun. I love free running. Except that then the game does stuff that makes me want to stop free running. Yeah. And it completely makes me feel like, oh, I'm in a, I'm, I'm in a different mindset now. I love it when Aroa plays games with me. He never does that. Don't I know. be, don't be facetious. <laughs> don't be crazy. Don't be <laughs> acting so crazy. Yeah, it, it's not like I invite him. He, he just showed yeah, it's, up. It's true. <laughs> I just invite myself. Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's kind of how I got into podcasting with you. And it's so, it's just my life strategy. It's worked so far. <laughs> Show up. Hey guys, what's going on over here? Uh, I believe it's formally known as inviting yourself, sir. Something like that. Which could be All improved with like the uh, the introduction of like guitar. So I've been playing a lot of Rocksmith. Been getting for that moment where I can invite myself into someone else's business, and then also play the background music to it. Yeah, you have uh, your own that... theme song. I'm in your uh, band now. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations, we ride. <laughs> uh, I've been trying to get back into uh, Dishonored too. I, I beat the game a long time ago and got like halfway through an evil run with the character who I didn't play with the first time, uh, mm. which is Emily. And I just, I, I, I'm not sure if it's because I've disassociated myself from the story or if it's just because I've already played the game and, and you know, it's like that, that, that I'm playing it too similarly or too soon after finishing it. I'm just bored. I don't give a shit about the character anymore. But Dishonored 2 is an old game and nobody wants to hear a review of it. So I'll talk about a newer game. Middle Earth like Shadow. Game. I, I actually, I, I love it. I, okay. All criticisms aside, I'm still playing it because it's fun. So so what uh, game just, was that? You gotta find the fun. What game? Uh, the newer that? game I've been playing is Middle Earth Shadow of War. Uh, they just released the DLC, which I don't have. But I have noticed that now that they've made you know content for it, they fixed a lot of bugs. Bugs like, uh, hey, Talion is just a mute freak for the rest of the game. Congratulations, you earned this. And oh. that, you know, it's just immersion things, or you know, well, I'd kind of prefer that. Yeah, <laughs> I would kind of prefer it if uh, Connor was. I wasn't mute. aware that was even a bug. I never heard of that. <laughs> that was just a benefit. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, it's, it's not I'm a bug. It's a feature, especially in the second one, is pretty terrible. Uh, it's it's a little edge lordy, but. 
I'm playing I'm playing a Lord of the Rings game. I'm fair enough. I'm kind of they are pretty dark, I mean to be fair. Yeah. Uh I have also been playing Final Fantasy twelve, the Zodiac Age. They released that on PC. I think I complained about this last week. And let me tell you, brother, now that I've sat down and put in, you know, two thirds more of the time that I had before. Uh, more specifically, now that I have one of each class basically available whenever, this game is a lot better. Uh, the issue when I was going into it, and I know I'm complaining about a 10-year-old game or something like that, is they don't tell you you can't change your class, but it's very similar to Final Fantasy Tactics where you can just do that shit on the fly. So I was like, sweet. Yeah. Uh, Vaughn is a rogue. I'll go with the Hikari or whatever the hell it is. Oh, sweet. He's got a gun. Mechanist, she's got a bow, archer, and I, I ended up playing the first like five hours of the game without a goddamn healer. I was fucking pissed. So oh. considering <clears throat> that the the game was released on the PlayStation Two, it's over ten years old. I know. I'm just I'm just complaining about things in my life. That's, I have, what, uh, that's what I come here on the podcast to do. I watched a friend of mine play a lot of that back in the PS2 days, and I remember thinking, wow, this is kind of, because it was very, played very different for a Final Fantasy. I don't know, it looks kind of neat, though it can apparently be like a billion hours long. Yeah, yes, I've been yes, warned about that. I've heard it's kind of like Disgaea bad. Uh, I am not too interested in doing everything like that, but I will say I have, uh, I've gained too many levels. I am overpowered for the area I'm in right now. The mm-hmm. reason being is when I found out you can get another... Uh, get, get another uh, uh, class assigned to your person, but you have to unlock it with uh, class points. I sat and farmed class points for like four hours while I watched Netflix. <laughs> uh, a side effect of that is I now am basically like one to five shotting everything I come across. Bosses are like, steal, 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 sweet, got everything. Now you die. Yes, that's good. That's good. So it's mm. it's just, just it's a little bit boring, but I'm enjoying it. I, and I'm not sure if that's because I'm enjoying it because it's fun and it's great and it's magical, or if I'm enjoying it kind of in the same way I had to enjoy the uh, the Tomb Raider games, which is like doing homework, like something you got to do because you started it, but you don't really want to. <laughs> yeah, I I bought this. I started it. I guess I gotta see it through, right? That's that's. I, I'm not sure if I'm in that box and I just haven't noticed it yet, or if I'm really having fun, but. Uh, I'm sure next week or two weeks I know from now. My I'll friend, have a my, my friend did really enjoy, and he's not even a big Final Fantasy guy. But like I said, he did really enjoy it on the PS2. So was, I think I'd say there's a chance you're probably having fun with it. But I, I think it should have been on the Switch, if anything. But I know you yeah. know those families don't play nice anymore. Anyways, on the Switch, I have also been playing Super Mario Odyssey. They released the the Luigi Balloony, whatever. Oh, they released the balloon thing. Hide and go yeah. balloon. Yeah. Oh, now I'm gonna have to start playing it again. Apparently it's... they, yeah. I need to finish that game. I never did, but fuck it, it's good. I just, oh, yeah. the ending, oh, I, I one hundred so satisfying. I need to finish that. I really do. I need to start playing streaming that again. And so I, I do have some criticisms of the the the, the Luigi the Balloon Bappa DLC. Mostly that, although yes, it did give me a reason to come back to the game, and it kind of gave me a reason to explore the world in ways maybe I hadn't thought of doing before. It also, A, it feels a little bit like a gamble. Like, I, I just, I hate when games make me do that because I don't, I don't like them. I don't like gambling unless I know I'm going to win. It's, I don't like the indecisiveness of it. Uh, that being said, I am making stupid money. Yeah, you make uh, a ton of coins out of it. What's it? You make a ton of coins out of it. Hello? Connor? Thanks for having me. Hello, Connor? Hello? 
Everything uh, went quiet for a second. Are you are you are you oh. there, Connor? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. We could you just stopped talking. Uh everything like zooped out for a second. Oh, okay. So All I right, we gotta restart the podcast. Was... Uh Parallax, can you get that review again? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Matt, you, stop again? <laughs> it. you stop it. We're switching to Aroa. What games have you played? Uh, I'm playing Dying Light right now. Cool. Um, like literally right now? Yeah, yeah, like literally right now. Uh, yeah. I thought about right. they announced a sequel to that at E3 this year because God, my friends and I are dying for another one of those. Supposedly You're dying they're just going to keep on supporting light? it. They've said that, yeah, but I just want a new full campaign now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now that I'm at Legend rank, it's kind of like I I don't know what the game could possibly do other than having forcing me to increase the difficulty. To like make it a challenge because everything I have one shots everything. Ooh, oh, ooh, I see. Ooh, jetpack. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, I figured out how to grind um, really, really efficiently, and that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, so I've I've gone from legend rank one to legend rank eight uh, just in the time we've been talking. Oh, I so, see. I see. Yeah, that's a good use of uh, time at yeah, the Read Entertainment Podcast. It's good. Thanks. Thanks for that. Um, I've been playing, um, I played a little bit of The Last Guardian last week. I still hate that game. I For what I reason? Played. I'm curious. I, I never played it, but just... just I wasn't for... done, by the way, but you can keep going. I'm going to, because <laughs> you were annoying. He just doesn't want the longest part of the podcast to be everyone's favorite part. Exactly. The part where they get to know the viewers and, you know, feel like we're really becoming a family or a, a small yeah. niche of friends. I hate that. Well, that's Look how relatable we are. It's like entire podcast, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I played uh, a little bit of KOTOR 2 on the PC, Ooh. and that Nobody game... Nobody here plays old games. That's that on game... my very long-term backlog is playing It's funny that, that you say that. Why? Uh, well, that he said nobody plays old games. Oh, what, yeah. what? But anyway, well, I was well, playing... Well, go ahead. I played a little bit of that. Um, it was, It's pretty good. It's a good game. I haven't even got off the spaceship though, so you know where you just oh, so where you first wake up. You should probably play more coder before you bring it up. <laughs> look, look at me, guys! I'm doing the thing everyone likes. Screw you! I've beaten coder. Oh, oh man, before. guys! I bought the first season of Game of Thrones, and I am so gonna watch the first episode next Saturday. You don't even know how excited you, you do I am. You do realize I I beat that game like 15 years ago, right? Oh, you do realize I'm just messing okay, with you, right? It's, yes. it's for a laugh. Yes, uh-huh, yeah, ha-ha. Anyway. telltales to catch up on, too. So, so they have some updates that you can get on your PC that allow for extra story content in Knights of yep. the Old Republic 2, which is awesome. And if you yep. get Knights of the Old Republic 2 on PC, you should definitely download that because yeah. it's supposed to add a lot of missed content that, like, my yeah. roommate, bought the game for the xbox and i was like you should get it for pc and he's like no i'm gonna get it for xboxes that way i can sit in the living room and play it and then like random stuff happens he's like why did this happen i'm like because there's content that was cut that you missed because yep. you didn't buy it on pc so that's your fault so, apparently what happened was there was like a fan it's a fan mod i guess i guess a lot of the content that they cut which was like the last 20 percent of the game or something actually had all the files in the game for it they just never got to actually implement them so this fan group decided to take it upon themselves to mine all that data out and then figure out how to plug it back all all back in 
And yeah. yeah, now it's just a workshop mod you can get for the PC version that apparently makes it more or less complete, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. And then uh, I'll ask Aroa what other game he was playing. So I played Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, which is a game from like 2005. Why do people play old games? I will tell you why. It's because they won't make a new one. It's true. And there is like, there is no game quite like it. It's true. It's kind of insane. I've only played maybe an hour of the game so far. But it's kind of it's kind of insane on multiple levels. Uh, one that it's such a time capsule of the early two thousands, uh, specifically of goth culture, because hmm. that's kind of receded back underground now. And you've got like Lacuna Coil posters on the walls of some rooms, and like it's it's just really silly. Uh, and like your your fancy laptop still has like a DOS prompt interface because they didn't really know how to do a full embedded GUI on your computer. Like it's just really cute and quaint. Um, But also there's so much effort put into that fucking game. Yeah. That, that isn't even put into modern open world games. Like it's, it's incredible to me that the tutorial guy who you could skip over if you wanted to has individual animations for every line of speech that he has. Like he's the, the lip syncing in that game was unbelievable at the time. I remember okay, that because it's a it's a Source Engine game, so it's yep. the same thing as Half Life Two. But like the fact that they're they're emoting not just with their face but with their hands, like he's motioning with his body while he's talking, and it all lines up. It's not canned animations yep. that have nope. been reused over and over again. Like that you get with Mass Effect or Skyrim or you don't have it all in Oblivion. And it's just insane that this game from like 05 or whatever that's based on a tabletop RPG engine that honestly very few people have probably ever played or heard of like that that has this much effort and love put into it. And we have these modern games that cost tens of millions of dollars to produce that don't have anything like that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really, yeah, it's, it's really something. And uh, it's, uh, there's been, I don't know if you're running this or not, but I know there's been a, um, a huge number. Well, there's a guy who was maintaining like the unofficial fan patch to fix. Cause the yes. game was a complete train wreck when it's shipped. And yep. He's been doing this stuff to fix bugs that and he I don't know if he still is, but he was updating that for years and the years last, and the years. last update last update was like January 18th. Wow, that's a great. Yeah. He's literally been putting out an update for that game like once or twice a month for like a decade the, now. There is still an active fan community for the game who are still developing mods for it. There's a full full story conversion mod for it. There's a mod that adds individual new quest lines for each of the 12 races that you can play as, which, by the way, all 12 of the races play completely differently. Yep. They all have individual stats that are, are only available to that race. And if you play, th- like, playing through the game as each vampire race completely changes your path through the game. Yeah. Like it's, I, I, it's I really, I, I, that is on my very long-term backlog to stream through someday, but I, that is a game that it is, 
I've always considered a criminal that I missed back in the day, and yeah, I really need to play through that. Every game we talk about is in your backlog. <laughs> I know, but this is my this is my problem. But yeah, no, that is that is one I've I've really wanted to to play because I just I know some people who have played it have said, "Oh my god, this thing is insane! You've gotta you've gotta play through it. It's one of the best RPGs ever made." And yeah, I've been meaning yeah. to play through it for a a, a decade or so. Yeah, and, and like happened. if you. If you really just want to experience what it was like to to be a goth kid uh, in that time, like <laughs> it's so I, I had awesome. some friends in I had some friends in high school who were big into the vampire pen and paper RPG, and yeah, like they were, they were you, a special breed. <laughs> if you go into the first club in the game, that's like one of the like most famous things in the game is the the owner of the club. Um, it, it's only playing this song from, I think the, the girl's name is, is Chiasm. Uh, but, uh, I, I watched a let's play of the game like years and years ago that I, I only watched like the first few parts of it, but, and that's what got me interested in the game was actually just that, that song. But, um, when you go in there, there, there are people dancing and it's just so fucking awesome that it's the same fucking dancing that if you watch any like goth dancing parody videos nowadays, it's the same fucking dances. It's the same like waving your arms back and forth bullshit that everyone thinks looks goofy as hell. You're like, like oh so my god, they know, got it. <laughs> yeah, they so understood what that culture was was doing. Didn't you? <laughs> didn't you post that on uh, on Twitter? I thought you had posted on Twitter or something, or on Snapchat. I think it was on Snapchat. Yeah, I snapchatted it to you guys. Because also one one of the like your character's dance looks very similar to the shepherd dance, and it's kind of fun. Yes. Um. Is that the? Hey, do you know how Roa said another game? Could I say another game I've been playing? I have been playing Hearthstone. They added, and I don't know when they added this, a single player mode called Dungeon. Yeah. Not so, bad. So uh, uh, I'm not saying it makes it a great game or even a game I am giving serious thought to playing much longer, but uh, I'm enjoying it. So hey, I yeah, picked hey, up hey, Persona hey, Five again. Hey, hey Parallax. Uh-huh. Is, uh, say, say is, is Hearthstone game. in your backlog? No, <laughs> no. no. I, I'm not. Uh, card, card games are one of the genres I'm not into. So yeah, so, no, not really. So what Ooh, about? I've also been playing Disgaea Five though. <laughs> The Disgaea games confuse and terrify me. Oh, it's like the, it's some of the best tactics. That's uh, RPGs really scare me. So what yeah. about uh, what about Persona Five? Is that in your backlog? Oh, Persona. Sorry, I thought you just said Disgaea. That's the only reason I brought it up. Oh. <laughs> my bad. No, no, Persona Five. Persona Five looks cool, and I, I've resigned. I always wanted to play through Persona Four Golden. I bought it on my Vita, and then literally never played it. I've resigned myself to the fact that I don't think I'll ever have enough time to play those games. Well, they're maybe, so incredibly long. Maybe you'll get fired. I mean that could happen, and if it does, <laughs> then I can be like, "Oh man, I can get, I can backlog the hell out of this." Finally, yeah. <laughs> God, all so, I had to do was stop working. That solved everything. Exactly, it makes everything yeah. better. Perfect. So I, I actually picked up Persona Five again because I have recently, or a couple months ago, I got a new PlayStation Four, and mm. I took that PlayStation for like 4, which, ten bucks from your work. No, it was for free from my work. <laughs> I won, oh, nice! <laughs> I won it in a raffle. Yeah, 
Nice. And so I I transferred a, a bunch of my games, like the save data, onto the PlayStation Network, but I forgot to do it with Persona 5. Uh... And so I was like, oh, I'm not going to... I'm stupid. I'm not going to play it. I'm, I'm going to have to restart it. So I went in fully expecting to have to restart the game. But... Thankfully, Persona has its own cloud saving feature within what? the game. That sounds like something Atlas would do. Yeah. And so I forgot that I had saved it to the the Persona Five cloud feature itself. So I was able to re- pick up where I left off, and I was super happy. That's pretty rad. Yeah. So, were you very far into it, or I was like fourteen hours into it. Okay. So, you know, about a fifth of the way through. So, like, a quarter of the way through the prologue? Yeah. <laughs> that's well, that's the problem with those games. But That's um, why I've never gotten into the Persona games. Yeah, this game is... So, each game kind of has its own theme. Like, um, for... Your, like, when you go into the Velvet Room, it's different. And they try to kind of, like, have a theme around it. So, in Persona 5, the theme is that you're a criminal. And so like when you go into the velvet room, you're basically in a prison and it's really weird. Velvet room. Is that kind of like the honeybee Inn? Yes. No, the velvet room is where you go and you talk to uh, Igor and you have, um, you're able to take your personas and, and murder them and fuse them together. They're not real anyway. Well, that's true, but, what ha- what you do is you you fuse two personas together to make a more powerful persona. Oh yeah. So it's a um, uh, Digimon fusion. It is. It is Digimon fusion or uh uh what what's that other one? Uh Dragon Ball Z fusions. That's exactly what it is. They oh, dance. Yeah. But I mean like yeah. But yeah, it's it's awesome and you should all should all play the game, especially you Parallax Abstraction. You'll do anything for extra oh, yeah. life money. Oh yeah, absolutely. Any, anything <laughs> for the kids. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, let's move on to some stories because we've been talking for thirty-seven minutes right now. Nice. And let's talk about Twitch. We got some. Uh, we got some things to talk about with streaming services. So first off is Twitch. Twitch was going to release new rules, basically saying you know don't shoot boobies and blah blah blah. But apparently, don't shoot boobies. No. Don't shoot boobies. Don't do that. Shooting boobies is bad. Um, mm. stream. They're, uh, they're delaying that though. They were supposed to implement them, like around <clears throat> March. The new the new rules were supposed to be around now, the nineteenth through the fifth of March. Um, but they're they're actually postponing those because um. They want to better explain some of the sections in the wake of feedback. So, as Polygon explains, streamers like Forsen are were worried that Twitch's call for a good, good faith effort to stop viewer instigated harassment could put them on the hook for whatever fans do, no matter how little the streamer is involved. So two so, two things here. One. I totally get that from Forsen because Forsen boys have a really, really bad reputation on Twitch. Mm. Two, did, did you post this? Uh, no. See, I was also kind of confused. <laughs> I'm glad no, you brought it yeah, up. No, I did not. I did not post that in the chat. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it is always a pleasure to be a part of the Reeton Entertainment Podcast. We are the most professional. Do you guys want to take a so, fifteen minute sorry, break? Sorry, you mentioned you mentioned because I I'm I don't I don't do much on Twitch. So you were mentioning uh, the Forsen Boys. What is their repu- What is their reputation? Like, what uh, do they do? They they pretty much like popularize the concept of raiding on Twitch. Um, oh. they'll go they'll go in and raid like other other Twitch streams and just kind of ruin the chat for that streamer. On the okay, so hand, they're the, they're unlike on Mixer, they're the guys who popularize the shitty the trolley raid as opposed to the boosting raid. Yeah, right. yeah I like yeah. I, I've had like, Twitch has tried to tried to do the opposite by like ha- integrating raids into the platform to try to yeah. maybe get people to like the idea of raiding, but yeah, Force and Boys is a group that uh definitely ha- has a reputation for doing the bad kind. Oh, okay. So okay, yeah. I, I still just want them to ban titty streamers. I do too. Yeah, well. Then they they technically it's technically against the rules no, that's already. The it's been against the TOS for a long time. It's just the ones that make a lot of money get oddly enough seem to get ignored. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, so Twitch is like YouTubers then. Well, CEO Twitch is like, but they're my favorite. And I kind of get this too because they, like what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast, where there's that one girl who messaged us randomly and we're like hey and we're talking about her on the podcast and we're obviously not saying hey everyone go talk to this person um and harass her but but we are saying don't do that no bad (laughs) so we're saying not to do that but say we had a huge fan base and some people thought that they were being funny and went and started harassing them then we theoretically could be on the hook for instigating that and so i kind of get what forsen is is saying here yeah totally um apparently some streamers have complained that twitch is vague in its definition of appropriate attire you're supposed to wear clothes that would be suitable for public street mall or restaurant but users have been banned in the past for wearing shorts and a tank top um so yeah basically they're just they need to define the rules on what can and cannot be worn and enforce so, them equally. Yeah, like they need to be like no wife beaters. Ah, oh, um, but those are my favorite. Yeah, no bad. Con. Tank tops are okay though. Tank tops, yeah, tank tops, uh, uh, bras. Uh, I got just, a with that just, already. Rabble, rabble. Just bras and panties. That's fine. Just no wife beaters. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> no. Sweet. So I could get on uh, on screen wearing just a bra and panties. You're cool with that? Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'd be cool. okay with that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, should, be, I, should, I shouldn't have called your bluff. <laughs> Next, Connor's next stream. He has to be in bras and a pant and panties. <laughs> so, uh, yes, they're moving this. I believe it's March fifth is what they're moving it to. Uh, it was supposed to be implemented on February fifteenth. I'm sorry, February nineteenth. So, let's move on to some Microsoft Mixer stuff. So, Amazon owns Twitch. Microsoft owns yep. Mixer. Ooh, and... I actually got to read about this story. Oh, yeah. We actually put that in the chat. It was awesome. So they have implemented new plans for Mixer streaming service, including direct purchases, which is awesome. The feature would enable viewers to buy whatever game they're watching direct from the company's store, which would then give streamers a cut of the revenue. So it's already yeah. went live. It went live on the 20th. Yeah, it went live on the 20th. Partners only, though. 
least yeah. for now. Yeah, only for partners, well, so not for me. Are you are you a partner yet? No. no. Uh, I am I, I got a long way to go before that happens. I only have forty eight followers on there, so yeah. Hmm. I need to I need to up that. But I well, and there are only a thousand people watching on the platform it, at any one time. Exactly. Kinda... Exactly. <laughs> so uh Drex purchases should should indeed make it easier to acquire the content. Uh, users are watching. Just click on the stream, and the window will pop up to buy the matching game or DLC. Uh, no switching to a separate storefront is necessary, nor do you need to fiddle with coin cones, codes or tokens. Uh, it sits in a user's Windows 10 or Xbox library, waiting to be downloaded. That is the one bad part. <laughs> oh, it's Windows. Yeah, it's Windows 10. So well, of course yeah. it is. Yeah, so you have to go to the Windows yeah. Store. Uh... It's not on Steam. Obviously, it's not on Steam. So yeah. that kind of sucks. I, I will Swing say, and a miss. Though, yeah. I will say though that I think that this is a pretty alright move, considering that the Twitch feature that this is obviously playing off of, which is the exact same thing, but on Twitch, that one requires you to buy things through the Twitch client. That I, I who the fuck plays games through the Twitch client? No yeah, one. I don't. I don't know anybody who does. Yeah, I, and, like, and it also it has so many features that nobody fucking cares about, and Twitch wants is wants to push. And at least this, this is something that's probably built into your OS to begin with. Yeah, and to be fair, I've used the Microsoft Store a couple times to download certain games, like Sea of Thieves. Yeah, and it works fine. It's, it's better yeah. now than when it launched. That's for damn sure. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I bought Forza Horizon 3 and stuff through it. I still don't like it, but it is much better than it was. Yeah. So uh, it says Microsoft makes out by funneling viewers towards their own shop, but at least it's convenience for consumers. Plus, direct purchase is available for all 5,000-plus games on the Microsoft Store, including Xbox, Windows 10, Xbox Play, Anywhere Games, and DLC uh, streamers do have to activate the feature for each stream, but there are plenty of incentives, including promotional options, that should make it a no-brainer to switch it on. So, obviously, none of us can use it because none of us are partners. No. I, I, I don't know. They haven't been clear about if this is only going to be a partner's thing. I mean, it's not on Twitch, right? Uh, it's uh, a, on Twitch, I think you at least have to be an associate or an affiliate, or yeah, which yeah, is much easier yeah. to get. So there's no such thing as affiliates on Mixer. So yeah, I don't know if this is going to be a remain partners only or if this will roll out to more people. I you know, they I, haven't really said. I wouldn't be shocked if at some point they make it so that you can be an affiliate on Mixer. I I would not be Probably. shocked if they did the, if they did something I'm, like I'm that. I'm surprised they don't already have that. Yeah, like just have something where you can. I think all that adds in is the ability for transcodes and the sub button. In uh, yeah, but make sure transcodes are available to everybody. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. You get you get uh, all the benefits of being a partner just without uh, you don't get to run ads, and uh, it's pretty pretty much it. Yeah, so. Uh, this is a good move. I think it's awesome, and if I ever become a partner, which will not happen, because I do not stream enough, I need to. I need and to start. Nobody watches Mixer more. anyway. Yeah, exactly. There's that too, except for the 500 people that are following Parallax Abstraction. Congratulations! Yeah, by half, half, half of the happening. website's population following him. Yeah, congrats. I still don't know how that's happening, but yeah. yeah. 
Um, so let's let's switch over to some different things. Who here likes malware? Oh, me, me, awesome. me. That's yeah. pretty cool, yeah. By the way, just as a warning to everyone on the podcast, it's really just a downer from here on out. It really is. If you want to just stop watching the episode, nobody <laughs> would no one to judge you. It's just everything yeah. just goes down. So It's so bad. Uh, it's not uncommon for uh, developer. This is what it says in the article. It's not uncommon for developers mm-hmm. to have a bit of fun with those downloaded pirated copies of their games. So breaking off from the article, uh, there are games that I have played that have some neat features if you pirate the game. And I know that that sounds silly, but like Serious Sam has a giant scorpion that follows you around and it's unkillable. And so if you pirate the game, that scorpion will follow you around and basically try to kill you the entire game. And people have actually turned it into a speed run, uh, (laughs) which I think is awesome. Uh, There's a game called uh, Dev Tycoon, Game Dev Tycoon. Where mm, yeah. after you get to a certain point, your games stop selling because pirates have pirated all your games, and so your company goes out of business. Which I th- that bit I thought was great. Yeah, and then uh, what else is it? Uh, the Sims. The Sims has one where in The Sims Four, if you pirated the game right away, it started off fine, but then slowly became more pixelated over time until it was unplayable. Mm-hmm. So. You know, sometimes they have really, really cool ideas uh, to kind of mess with the pirates and, and make it be like, hey, we understand you're pirating the game, but, you know, we want to screw you over just a little bit. There was a there, there's a guy that I follow on YouTube who worked on a lot of games back in the 90s on like the Genesis. And there was a, uh, a game um, that he worked on. It was like a side scrolling shooter or something. And the game would work fine up until like the third or fourth stage and then the stage would abruptly cut off and go that was the demo now actually buy the game (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) so cool uh there's a flight sim game that released i believe in 2013 the dlc released and it had a neat little feature where it um it took your chrome passwords and sent it to a server yeah yeah basically they if they did so every installation, so this was an add-on, like a $100 add-on for Flight Simulator 10 or something like that. But basically it was a third-party company that made this because a, a lot of the Flight Sim mods are made by these large commercial companies. And it had this password-stealing malware in every installation of it. But supposedly they said, trust us, guys, we're only going to use this if you're pirating the game. But... Even if yeah. you are pirating the game, we're going to steal all your passwords because that's yeah, relatively so, the same. <laughs> um, the founder of FS Labs had the following to say in a forum post. He said, first of all, there are no tools used to reveal any sensitive information of any customer who has legitimately, legitimately purchased our products. We all realize that you put our trust in our products, and this would be contrary to what we believe. Two. There is a specific method used against specific serial numbers that have been identified as pirated copies and have been making the rounds on the Pirate Bay, RU Tracker, and other such malicious sites. Three, excuse me. If such a specific serial number is used by a pirate, a person who has illegally obtained our software, and the installer verifies this against the pirate serial number stored in our server database, it takes specific measures to alert us 
Text.exe is part of the DRM and is only targeted against specific pirated copies of copyrighted software obtained illegally. Uh, that program is only extracted temporarily and is never under any circumstances used on legitimate copies of the product. The only reason why this file would be detected after the installation completes is only with pirated serial numbers, not blacklist numbers. So, yes, he basically he said the same thing three times. We're not doing this with legitimately purchased games. We're doing it for people right, who so, have pirated uh, the games. Why and did you include the executable exactly, in every copy of the game? Exactly. A, why did you include it? And B, what are you using those passwords for? It's to dox the people that pirated it. Is it? Uh, I, I don't think there's been anything official said about it, but it's obvious. They're yeah. going to use the passwords and logins that they use to dox the people so that they can either pursue legal action against them or just fuck with them because fuck them. Yeah, so yeah. I I would argue, and I was talking to a friend about this, I would argue that that is more illegal than pirating the game. Uh, now, probably. Now, it I do might not, not think be. that is a uh, proportionally accurate punishment. <laughs> exactly. It's... Like... I, I, like... it's, uh, it's much more than eye for an eye, but it is also 100% illegal. Yeah. Uh, it, yes, violates, <laughs> it violates... It uh, violates... There's a U.S. law... Uh, it's like... It's something, something Circumvention Act that basically makes it illegal to break into a computer system without authorization. And yeah. that's what you're doing. You're extracting information from somebody's machine without their permission. Even if they yep. stole something from you, that doesn't give you the right to do that. Yeah, and what just because if... somebody breaks into your house and steals your your wallet doesn't mean that you can then break into their house and kill their dog. Yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. And and also, what if somebody goes onto legitimate copy, like legitimate computers that have legitimately bought this game, and changes that exe to then send it to their own server? Yeah, uh, there's that. There's uh, what? What if somebody else who just happens to use the computer decides to check out the game and it has that out on loaded? Now all their shit's stolen. They didn't even pirate the game. Maybe yeah. it's a shared computer. Maybe maybe your little brother decided to to fucking pirate the thing. And now all your shit's stolen because your asshole brother decided to pirate this game. Oh, oh, they do say in the in the end, they say Motherboard notes that FS Labs has not responded to questions regarding to what they do with information obtained by the password stealing malware. Uh, in the original post above, it noted that this method is already successfully provided information that we're going to use in our ongoing legal battles against such criminals. Well, there you go. Yeah, they're going to use it to dox people, even though yeah. they have no proof that they actually pirated anything based on those things in particular. Yeah. All they have is just that someone who used that, someone used that computer and played that pirated copy of the game on their account. Yeah. But it, yeah. it gives no evidence on who actually pirated it in the first place. And if so, you wanted to track down who actually did any of that, you just fucking go to the authorities and then you monitor BitTorrent for the addresses that are fucking downloading the shit. Yeah, that's like all you have to do. Like every company that does this. Yeah, or release your own that... Yeah, or release your own torrent. And, like, then you just, and then you just find all the IP addresses and then you find all the IP addresses 
and of people who are making more than fifty or sixty thousand dollars a year, and then you go after those guys because if you're going after somebody who's making nineteen thousand dollars a year, you're not getting jack shit from them. So, of course, yeah. Then you also get into uh, if you do it that way, you get into the question of well, if you released your, you'd have to do it very specifically so that you aren't actually giving out your copyrighted data because if you give it out like that, then technically you're engaging in copyright misuse or you're giving up your copyright which then makes it to where you can't enforce your own copyright because you gave it up for free oh, even if I, it was in the process i know some movies have done that some uh, some movies have done that and then submitted dmca requests to those people but they the, the only time i know of that somebody tried to sue for doing that that was actually an argument given in the case that uh they put the movies on BitTorrent themselves Therefore, they gave up their copyright by doing that. Oh, so who wants to get depressed? Let's move on and get depressed. <laughs> I more. love depression. Yeah, um, Sonic. Depression makes me happy. Wait, what? Sonic the Hedgehog is getting a new movie. Why is this depressing? Um, <laughs> it's going to. It's. They said. As for the actual film, we know it's going to be a mix of live action and CGI the same way The Smurfs was a hybrid film. Oh, and that was a hot burner, that one. Yeah. Hey, there was a there was a Sonic fan film that had uh fucking the the Sonic uh, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog voice guy uh doing the voice of Sonic in it and it was it was CG and live action. And it was fucking goofy as hell and really cringy, but I mean, I'd watch it. I'd watch <laughs> it if a professional studio put that together. So, so I was going to say that the Smurfs was awful. Um, yes. The the Chipmunks. Uh, Alfred. Also, Alfred and the Chipmunks. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Alvin. Alfred. Alan. Alan and the Chipmunks. <laughs> Alan and the Chipmunks. And uh, th those movies were awful, but. Mm -hmm. There was also movies done before that that were actually pretty good, not CG, but like uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I love that movie. Yeah, Who, Who Framed Roger Rabbit yeah. is a great movie. Yeah. So they it can be done well. Space Jam. Uh, Space Jam was a movie, yes. Yes, it was. Space Jam, <laughs> real good movie. I watched half of that last time I was in Portland for the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. We were just hanging out at the hotel room and Space Jam was on TV, so... That's what happened. Well, it wasn't a hotel room, Airbnb, but still. Um, Did you wave your hands in the air? Did you feel fine? I just didn't care. If not, they specifically told you to do that. Oh, okay. Uh, so it could be good. Don't be racist. It, this probably will be very bad. Let's be fair. It's Shut a video up. game movie, and it's half CG and half. It'll be fine. No, it won't. Aroa, I know. It'll be fine. I know you love Sonic. It'll be good. <laughs> you know it won't be. It'll be like, you know, it'll be good this time. It'll be like Sonic Generations again. No, no. I, hey, <laughs> the last two Sonic games that released weren't terrible. In fact, so one of them was really good. Uh, I think a lot of people said that Sonic Forces was that, that great. Yeah, yeah, but it was better than some of the other ones, like the one where you're trapped in a book. I know you like I, that one. I like Sonic and the Black Knight. Now, I didn't play Sonic and the Secret Rings. Oh, okay. Um, but that looked pretty bad. However, the not-supersonic theme, I liked it quite a lot. 
It was, oh. it was very much the typical Crush 40 butt rock kind of sound, but yep. I unironically listened to Crush 40, so... So when does Sonic the Hedgehog release on the big screen? It's actually going to be released in theaters. It's going to be November 15th, 2019. That might be the first time I go to a theater since the Avengers. Because <laughs> you're a bad person. I'm not person. even joking. That's the last you, movie I saw in theaters. It's going to be you and 12 people. That's it. Just 13 people going and, and watching the Sonic movie. Yeah, I, I'm going to be 27 years old. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> going to Sonic the movie on fucking launch day. I'll be 31 and doing that, so I'll, don't worry. I'll take off. I'll take off work for that. <laughs> like, not even joking. That's like you, I want. Why it really do you bad. like Sonic so much? I don't think anyone really knows why they like Sonic. I like Sonic because I grew up with Sonic. I, I was mean, a, I did. I was I a Sega too. Genesis kid. Yeah, so, same. Like I, we had Sonic. It was Sonic or Mario, and I was like, "Man, I'm going with both because both are good games." Yeah, both was uh, both was the answer I certainly went with, with. But yeah, I'm one of them kids who's younger than y'all. I had emulation, and most I remember. Of my life. And I remember when my mom rented Sonic and Knuckles, and it had that flip top where I could plug in another cartridge, and it was amazing. I, uh, oh, yeah. it's, it's funny. It's funny we're having this conversation because I gave my mom my Sega Genesis last night because she really she she had found uh, a couple of games at a flea market and, and she, she wanted didn't have to, play? to play them on. Yeah, that's awesome. So so I uh, I brought my Genesis to her and I brought all the games I could find in this box to her and that was one of the first things I did after I got it working, which involved a lot of Q-tips. Um, but once I got it going, like I, I went, all right, now we got to see if, if Sonic 3 and Knuckles works. And it was just so fucking satisfying to have that stack of shit poking out of the top. <laughs> I just uh -huh. loved it. And I wanted What's to... even better is if you put a game genie underneath it. I was it, just going to suggest yeah. doing exactly that, sir. You get quite a tower going. <laughs> yeah. You got like a foot no tall stack all. of cartridges just sticking out of that, that box. I wish, I, I honestly wish we had more things like that. Uh, nowadays, because now we just they're like, oh, we have new consoles, but back then they were super innovative. Like they're like, oh, we're gonna come out with a CD add-on that you you can play CDs now. Granted, yeah. it was we're gonna shit. come out with a thing that is an add-on but adds like another processor and thirty-two bit support because I don't know why not. Yeah, well, that's what you need to do, Aro. You need to get a thirty-two X. So I've had three of those over the course of my life, and they've all broken. Oh. I've never had one, yeah. but you need to get a 32X. I, I, own like, I own like three 32X games. One of them's a golf game. One of them is Knuckles Chaotix, and I don't remember what the other one is, but I think it's another sport game. Oh, so what I was going to say is you need to get a, a 32X, plug that in. Game Genie, plug that in. Sonic and Knuckles, plug that in. Sonic 3, plug that in. And then you can get a nice tower going. Just have it stacked I, I, up like five feet high. I do genuinely, I would like to own a Sega CD. I'd like to own a 32X again. I would like to um, own a Sega CD. I was really excited when I found a Game Genie whenever I was like, I was like 16 when I found that. And I was yeah. really, really hyped about it. It's, it's so like strange going back to that whenever you're used to a Game Shark, which has like a GUI and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Whereas 
because a game genie, if you've never used one, you just type in a bunch of hex and stuff on the screen, and then the yep. game loads. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty like, sure it's it. specifically you just find the locations in memory where shit's stored. Yeah. Well, that's how Game Sharks. Value feeds into it. I'm it's pretty just sure a memory yeah. intercept device, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's how Game Sharks and and whatnot have always worked. But it's just weird, like not having a bunch of codes already available to you, where you can just hit A to turn them on. Instead, you have to look up the the codes to put in on the Game Genie. Yeah, letter by letter. I remember my brother having like I think it was like a page in a magazine or something like that that he yeah. cut out. There's and pages in magazines. Pages. And page, I have a booklet actually, like a like a, a three ring binder that is like full of fucking Game Shark codes that I would print out at the library because we didn't have a printer at home, and then I would go home and type them in manually on my N sixty four controller. <laughs> and like, fucking, I spent hours on Donkey Kong sixty four doing that because for some reason it, see with game shark every game has an enable code and i'm guessing that like that sets something in ram that lets it inject stuff into there but for some fucking reason donkey kong 64's enable code was pages long like pages <laughs> of 12 point font long that nice. you had to type in line by fucking line of hex code on your fucking N64 controller because there was a hacking kit that you could get for the N64 that I have that it plugs into a like either the the printer port or like the serial port or something on your computer and then plugs into the back of the cartridge and that was probably how you were meant to do that but the computer I had didn't have the port that it needed so I couldn't use it. Ah, I'm sorry. Yeah. So I had to type everything in manually, and then I must have made a mistake somewhere because I never got the codes to work after oh. all that effort. No, no. And nowadays um, we have Project 64, and you just click three things, and then it goes. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Emulation's great, except for emulation for the N64 is still shitty. Uh, it so. depends on the game. I wish I could play uh, Super Mario, pa uh, Paper Mario, I mean, and Kirby, Crystal Shards. Or Crystal Chronicles, I mean. No, Crystal Shards, play, uh, I was right the first time. You can play Paper Mario uh, on the on Mupin 64. It works okay. Yeah, I might have to invest some time and effort into that. I, I played it for like 20 minutes on my uh, on my NVIDIA Shield portable nice. one time. And yeah, it actually worked. So, so we're going to move on to the next story. How multimedia trademarks could kill cloned games. Among other things. Yeah, so adding like multimedia innovation. yeah, adding multimedia in front of anything is usually a good way to make it sound dated. But the recent introduction mm, of new style multimedia trademarks for EU could be an important port port pin development for the games industry. Um basically the change comes as a result of the legislation which was released uh relaxed the registrability criteria for eu trademarks last year by removing the requirement for marks to be capable of being represented graphically um what is god this? i hate it, law jargon i i do so uh what does this mean aurora so basically the law previously required you to have more or less a physical object able to represent the concept that you were trying to, tra to uh, trademark so you had to have like a phrase that you could print out 
or like a drawing or something like that, a logo. It had to be able to be represented in some visual way that was that was physical. And now that's not required anymore. Oh, and how so, could this now, mess things up? So the way that this is going to possibly fuck shit up is uh, the example given here. Uh, fucking what's the uh, what's the group rebellion? The people that make Sniper Elite uh, like the idea of trademarking their bullet cam. Oh, like like mm. uh, like um, the Matrix. Yeah, like if they they I mean, could trademark could... that rotation. Yeah. Okay. Yes, you that that is that is the idea here that you can basically trademark a gameplay concept or a visual concept because now gameplay videos can be used as as documentation of what it is that you're trademarking. So in this case, they could trademark that x-ray cam thing of the bullet slowly piercing the guy's skull and then his brain exploding and stuff. And, and no other game can use that without licensing it from Rebellion. But But... Would that also be similar enough to a game like Mortal Kombat X that did a very similar thing where they x-rayed so, and then broke bones? So that is where you'd probably see some kind of, of legal fight go on. And I would, I personally would wager it would not be seen as similar specifically because it is not a bullet being used. It is a physical it's like a physical hand-to-hand -hand combat situation. Right. Meanwhile, though, Mortal Kombat, or well, whoever makes that now, I can't remember what they're called. NetherRealm. NetherRealm Nether Studios could... Shout out uh, to all the people I know in NetherRealms. Hi. They, they, could tr they could trademark that, probably in the con context of fighting games. Oh, uh, I see, I see. And the example that I thought of immediately was if this law had existed back in Prince of Persia on the PS2, then we would not have games that rewind time. Yeah, like uh, like Braid or uh, Life is Strange. Yeah, we, we would either that. not have those or they would have to go through some legal loopholes to be able to get that. Yeah, or they would have to license it from Ubisoft, which, ha, Square Enix licensing something from Ubisoft. Yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, theoretically, yeah, they actually have worked together recently. They have, but would they pay money to use a gameplay concept like that, especially in something that's that's more or less Square Enix publishing an indie game, like in the case of Life Mario is Strange? Rabbids. Yeah. I, well, maybe was... not. Um, yeah, I don't like this idea. and And this is a law that's been... That's been passed, right? They've actually relaxed the rules on it. They have, but uh, nobody's really sure whether or not, like, the whole trademarking a gameplay concept is actually going to work out. Let's hope not, because then again, it gets it goes into like what we were talking about earlier with the Matrix. They could say, okay, well, anything we do where this camera stops time and then swirls around somebody. We can trademark that, and then nobody else can do that. Um, a See, game. I like... feel like 
Right, I just feel like we're getting dangerously close to like trademarking the effects of opium. Like, when yeah. is it going to be at any time? You know, things slow down. People are like, mm mm. Uh, EA did that in Assassin's Creed 8, the battle for Gondor. You can't do that in games anymore. Yep. And that's, yeah. that's where I think this is kind of going. It, it seems like a slippery slope fallacy, but I don't know. I, I really think that it, this is getting to be too far. Because and it, and it kind of, at least in the United States, undermines the very notion of what copyright was supposed to be for, which is for the furthering of the arts. Yeah, whatever, whenever you have something like this that is just going to be used to to mm -hmm. slow down art and restrict creativity. Uh, it's not really helping anybody. Yeah, no, this does nothing but promote copyright trolling. Yeah, and uh, let's let's get more into the slippery slope as we talk about Rhode Island video game tax. Uh, this is the one that made me so angry. Yeah, so uh, one of the politicians in Rhode Island thinks that video games cause aggressive behavior. And let's uh, let's let's give a name to the face. He is State Representative Bobby Nardolillo. Nard Nardolillo. Nardolillo. Bobby Nardolillo. Yeah, the third. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. So, actually, it is the third. Okay. Uh, he says that he wants to put a tax on all violent video games. and But, actually, it's not all violent video games. It's rated M video games. And you can be rated M for many things, including violence, but not limited to violence. And, and I think it's fucking... It's great... That that's the basis he's going off of when the ESRB isn't a legal entity. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it says there... <laughs> uh, he he stated there is evidence that children exposed to violent video games at a young age tend to act more aggressively than those who are not. The bill would give schools. No, there is... yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm actually let, I'm glad you me, brought that. Let me read this <laughs> before you before you say state facts. I'm going to read his lies. <laughs> Jump on um, his throat. Uh, the bill would give schools the additional resource resources needed to help students deal with that aggression in a positive way. So that whole sentence is a lie. The, yeah. the, can I uh, can I can I start? Can I start? Go ahead. I got one. I got one big nitpick with this whole thing. You read that article and it shows that quote, and he's like, "Wow, look at that." There's a quote that shows evidence for violence in video games. You click on the reference. He's quoting himself. That is so. <laughs> Check it out. Look at it. The link right next to the quote is to yep. a tweet that he said. He is the most noble, the most honorable of sources when it so, comes to video game violence. So not only has is that not true, even psychologists like who are studying these are telling people don't say stuff like that because it's bad and not helpful. Whatever, man. It's just McCarthyism. Yeah. The, the people and, who are right will be the ones who are, or, you know, not the people in power, but the people who are most honorable. Yeah. And, and so. God, what, it's just, it, it makes me so angry. It, it, they have said, they have done studies, have shown that some video games sometimes do make people act slightly more aggressive in the short term, but it doesn't make them violent at all. And. The the reason oh, you why mean like like listening to angry music makes you a more aggressive person while you're listening to the music almost yeah. like that's just a thing. 
Well, yeah, and and they've also uh, compared it to things like sports, where you're more aggressive while you're playing that sport, but that doesn't mean you're going to be an aggressive person in general. Or... I wonder adrenaline why that could be. I know. I have no <laughs> idea. So, um, also, this is this gets into a slippery slope because he goes out there and says stuff like, you know, violent video games cause aggression, but what about violent movies or violent books uh those would need to be taxed as well because those theoretically with his definition could cause aggression i've watched also, movies what is violence is it guns is it blood is, is it, it punching physical people? contact yeah is it is it just getting hit like is it slapstick is that violent uh, should should yeah. we stop allowing our children to watch the Three Stooges on Thanksgiving morning? Yeah, what this is is it, it's something that happens where people want to blame something other than the actual problem. So, yep. when Sandy Hook happened, I was sitting getting my tires changed, and the news was on when I was sitting out there. Sandy Hook and is a false flag. Well, you shut your mouth. It's created um, by the liberals. Yes, yes, I know. So anyway, and the gay frogs. Yeah, <laughs> and so the um, the pe the person was sitting next to me, and they're like, "Well, this is happening because we just let, we allow people to have violent video games." And I'm just like, "No, you're stupid." And so people believe stuff like that. People will will yeah, ignore. Yeah, my, my dad. My dad tried to make that argument yesterday, and then we went on to like a 20 minute long conversation about why he's wrong. Yeah, people will ignore all evidence of the contrary. And the fact that this news story came out right after the shooting in Parkland tells me that he doesn't want to he doesn't know the truth or he doesn't want to look at the truth that it's not the violent video games that's causing this. It's the easy access of guns. Well, uh yeah, at the bottom of the article, they mentioned that he has a 93% rating with the NRA. Yeah. Well, there you go. And, uh, I and I mean, you know, if the NRA cuts me a $100,000 check, maybe I'd try to blame violent video games, too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the fact is they're protecting whatever bias they already have, whether it's that they're paid off by the NRA or whether it's any other number of things. It's just it, they're just looking for a scapegoat that they can use to get to overcome their own inherent bias and yeah. that's you know and, video and games are still an easy current thing to pick on because there isn't some newer medium that the old people understand even less that they can blame it on instead yeah and not to mention this means that it won't affect him because he might like action films but he probably doesn't like violent video games. Yeah. And so, also, you know, Rhode Island doesn't have any t video game industry interests in it, really, that he has to worry about losing because, you know, the only one they really had was 38 Studios. And, well, we know how that went. Yeah, uh, that went poorly. So they don't, he doesn't have to worry about pissing off the games industry because he has no presence there to care about. Yeah. What if that's the real reason why? No. No. Still angry about 38 <laughs> Studios actually, never paying uh, back their loan. Actually, that was kind of their own fault. That it, it was it was a long convoluted thing. But um the the main thing is that we have super easy access to weapons in the United States and weapons that can kill people 
in vast quantities very quickly. And so despite all evidence of the contrary, they don't want to admit that that's probably part of the problem. Because while, yes, there are people with mental that are mentally unstable, we also just cut $600 million from the healthcare budget for mental, um, or was it $600 million? $600 million from the uh, mental healthcare uh, budget. We also the freedom and amendments. Yes. And so they, the, everyone goes out and says, you know, well, it's a mental health issue. We need to work on this. I'm like, okay, then we need to implement a couple things. First thing we need to implement is that we have a psyche evaluation before you can purchase a rifle. You have to pass a psyche evaluation. Not every time you go to purchase, but just at go, least the first time. Yeah. At least the first time. And maybe every year or five or something like that. You I would I would go. say every every arbitrary length of time. Yeah, like five years, I think would be a good one. You have to go because yeah. they do that with with a driving license. You have to go every eight years and and get your license renewed. Um, but maybe you have that have a psyche eval, and you have to have a clean bill of health that shows that you're not a danger to yourself or others before you get a gun. That. Would it stop the problem? But because there's people who can pass those exams yet still can go out and murder people because they know how to fake the system. The guy in Vegas who shot up a bu- who who did the shooting in Vegas had no history of mental illness or anything. He was yeah. completely like that was the first time he'd done anything. Uh, yeah. of that nature before well so the, it's, look, you know. even look at somebody like the son of sam the son of sam the reason he was caught wasn't because he was shooting people it was because he kept writing notes to the fbi and then he paid a parking ticket and mm. they were like why did you pay this parking ticket that got you caught and he's like because i'm a good citizen yeah <laughs> like it's just really really obscure the way that they think that oh this is going to curb what was is happening here when all evidence points towards it being the easy access to get a gun so yeah um there was a there was a school a third grade class is actually raffling off an ar-15 yeah and and i was like okay i i get it i do i i wouldn't really care if it was any other type of gun, like a hunt, like any other hunting rifle or anything, I would have been like, okay, that's that's fine. But they chose to do an AR-15 directly after a massacre was done with an AR-15. And somebody else, somebody messaged me or, or sent a comment on Facebook. And he was like, well, 80,000 people die a year from drug overdoses. And where are their pictures? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. But this third grade class isn't raffling off a bathtub full of meth. So <laughs> if they were, I would probably be complaining about it. Yep. And so it's just people try to jump on the bandwagon. Oh, it's video games. Before that, before video games, it was it was movies. Movies are corrupting kids. TVs are Or comic kids. books or... Yeah, you know. Dungeons and Dragons makes you go kill people. Like, yep. just just all sorts of things. Do uh, like, honestly that they try to if we had more Jesus in the schools, that is what would fix this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think honestly, that much I've is been, obvious. I've been giving this some thought, 
And if we want to stop school shootings, we just got to put a stop to schools. Problem solved. Yeah. Duh. Yeah, exactly. Just everyone's homeschooled. Um, especially. Yeah, I mean, if you keep people from having large gatherings of children. <laughs> wait, I've got it. Just don't let kids go outside. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Don't let yeah. people. No, 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 no. Don't let people breed. Oh, yeah. Even, yeah, no, that I can get One child per person, <laughs> not allowed to go outside. Great. Wait, 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 wait. We whoa, here whoa. at the Read no, Entertainment no. Podcast have only solutions. Not one child per person, one child per couple. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. There yeah, you go. That's, that's more and, liberally acceptable. And, and so what we need to do is after people have, have kids, male and female, then they get fixed immediately. Like, you know what's funny is that I actually had a I had a similar idea in high school. I wrote a paper on it. Uh, what if uh but but what if the what if the offspring, what if the, the cess that comes out of the cesspool, what if it passes away early and you still want to have a second kid? And you're yeah, like, that's too oh, bad. That sucks. Heck, that sucks. I, I you have to adopt. Because that was actually that was part of my part of my thing was that uh if like your kid has Down syndrome or something um, one, we have to develop screenings for for birth defects like that, like Down syndrome and, and whatnot. And then, um, for one, the pregnancy is terminated, uh, and then you're sterilized. This is something I wrote in high school. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure if the sterilization man. thing is. Uh, I mean, is how, how can we determine where in the uh, where in the bloodline of humanity that trait began to develop? It doesn't matter because we just get rid of it now. Yeah. No, you see, I I think it doesn't work like that. Is the no, problem? It does. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, just, this is science. The, the only the only actual thing that I realized was wrong with it was that eventually you're going to have people that change the definition of what a birth defect is or like what bad genes are, and eventually it's going to turn into Nazis. Yeah, like it's going to turn into eugenics because, like, pro uh, my eyesight is terrible. We don't want to pass yeah. that down. So, would that be a birth and, defect? And like, yeah, and like being fat, like yeah. obesity is obviously very much controlled by your genes. So, like, do we start exterminating fat people? Do we start exterminating, like you say, people with bad eyesight? Do we start exterminating people with, uh, you know, not blonde hair, not blue eyes? You know. What about and what about height? Like, because I'm only five foot six. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should only have people who are at least six feet tall. That, yeah, you know, it just because they're better people. But then I realized that the better way of doing it is actually a Brave New World scenario where different levels of people are just birthed in factories, and then we enslave the lowest level people, and then just put the others into different social standings, and everyone just has their place in society, and it's fine. So we that also was the make sure that the lowest level of people are retarded and they don't know that they're on the lowest level and they're just happy with where they are. So that's I would just like to formally state I do not necessarily share the opinions of Mr. Uroa. Necessarily. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. <laughs> In theory. So I just want to say that was the Reet and Entertainment podcast. Um, where can we find you, Parallax Abstraction? Uh, on, uh, YouTube, Mixer, and Twitter, at PX Abstraction, pretty much I'm at, uh, all of those places. Uh, I've also got a Discord, at, which you can get to at discord.pxa.ca, um, and, uh... Nobody likes yeah, I, that. No, I know, it's true. 
But uh, yeah, I'm doing uh, streams pretty regularly these days. I'm not doing as much YouTube, but I am still working on some stuff there. Uh, at some point, when I can find the time, I'm hoping to get an actual like proper website up on pxa.ca. But uh, that's coming eventually. But there's no no timeline on that just yet. Yeah. Um, and where can yeah. we find you, Connor? You can find me at Twitter, Cyberpunk underscore Monk. It's kind of, it's kind of all I do right now. Okay. And Aurora? Uh, Twitter at Aroa, YouTube Aroa one three three seven. Kind of same. I'm not doing a whole lot of like pre-recorded stuff anymore. Hey, hey! Uh, I watched your uh literature club thing last night. I, oh yeah, yeah. It's weird. Um, I I am like trying to go back and take like vods from Twitch and put them on YouTube, but mainly just streaming on Twitch. Also at Aroa one three three seven. And yeah, I will say I did stream a uh, I did stream a game of StarCraft on Mixer the other day. Ooh. You can find me at Mixer Cyberpunk underscore Monk. That was I was really bored, man. <laughs> so you can find me Nathan Reen Spruth. You can find me on YouTube at Reeton or Reeton Entertainment. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. I never stream there, so probably don't follow me there. Uh, but you can find me on Mixer. That's where I'm going to be streaming more often. Mixer.com forward slash Reeton. You can go to my website, which is ReetonEntertainment.com. And you can follow the podcast. Uh, we upload every Sunday almost. And that is Reeton Podcast on iTunes or the Google Play Store. So if you look up Reeton Podcast, you'll be able to find it. Press the subscribe button. It'll download to your iTunes or your Android phone. Um, and yeah. That's that's where you can find me. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you yeah, much. No In case anyone else is wondering, you could also find him hiding under your bed or waiting in the closet of your youngest child. That is right the, now. The, right, yeah, now. right now. Just that's just sound there. everywhere. That sound you're hearing, that's Nathan with his laptop. That's me yelling. on location in your house. Yes. So anyway, thank you for being here. I will see some or all of you next week. Goodbye. Okay. See you later. Oh, God. <laughs>